Today's scripture reading is from the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 17 through chapter 2, verse 10. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I call for help, and you listen to my cry. You heard me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Amen. Amen. Are you praying? When do you pray? And what do you pray? Often people pray to draw God's attention or favor for their needs or troubles. But praying is Can you? <laughs> Thank you. Actually, one more. Praying is tuning my heart to God's. Like tuning your guitar, you must tune your guitar according to the standard tune, not what you think or feel like. Right? If I tune my guitar according to my feelings, my desires, then I cannot play with others. And it creates 
unpleasant sound, dissonance, right? Have you ever, have you ever been to a uh, like school concert, like third grade, third graders or, you know, elementary school, orchestra? You know what I'm saying? Dissonance. So the purpose of prayer is knowing God's heart. And asking God, how I adjust my desire according to God's desire. Now Jonah wants to tune his heart to God, but Jonah was thrown into the raging sea. But Jonah, but, but, but the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. God has sovereign dominion not only over the storm, but also God is in control under the sea and the big fish too. But sometimes when we pray, we limit God. So we pray, God, please, You may do this and that for me, but I can handle this and that. So don't tell me what to do for certain things. I can handle that, don't we? And now Jonah swallowed by the huge fish in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. We know, even though the belly of fish, huge fish, I mean, can you imagine being in the belly of fish, like stomach of fish? What is like to be in the belly of fish for three days and three nights? Right? Simply, it means you can do nothing. It is absolute incapacity of yourself, ourselves. We can do nothing in the belly of fish. And it's three days and three nights. So have you ever had that three days and three nights in your life? You can't do nothing about your trouble, about your life. It can be three months. It could have been three years, right? What did you do during the three days and three nights? How was it? And do you want to go back to the three days and three nights? Maybe not. But three days means the total incapacity. It means change. God changed us. He transformed us by the three days in the belly of fish. So eventually, we eventually change because we realize we are incapable. In- incapable. We can't do nothing. And we finally able to gaze upon the Lord who is capable. So three-day change from 
irresponsible to responsible. From running away from God to dwelling in the presence of God. From pride to humility. From selfish life to selfless life. From compete with others to commune with others. From hate to love. From death to life. Remember, Jesus was in the tomb for three days to change us from death to life. So Jesus' resurrection shows us the mystery of our salvation so clear, so clear. If anyone is in Christ, he is, she is a new creation. Like him. He showed us our future. The old has gone and the new is here. After three days in the belly of the fish, Jonah was changed and said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Answer what? He prayed for what? He's in the belly of fish. Still three days and three nights. But after three days, he said, God answered me. Jonah took incapacity of himself as God's answer. Can you imagine that? If you're going through cancer... If your relationship is broken, but you're still there. But Jonah said, God answered me. How come? Because Jonah got to know the salvation, the resolution comes from the Lord. It's total surrender. It's total surrender. So Jonah doesn't have to run away from God anymore. Because whatever God giving him, he will take it. After three days, he, cha- he was changed. He was able to do it. Now, for Jonah, it is meaningless whether he is in the storm or in the valley of fish or lying on the beach of Tarshish where he wanted to be. It doesn't matter for him. Can you imagine that? But three days in the valley of fish, God changed Jonah. So now Jonah can praise God for God is salvation. So our prayer, our praise must be happen simultaneously. You know, people think they pray to God and when God answered their prayer, then they would praise God. God, you answered me. Thank you. I was healed from cancer. My broken relationship Recovered, restored. So I praise you now. But we, what if, what if God do not answer according to our prayer? Then we don't praise God. So we praise God selectively. No. We pray and praise God at the same time, all the time, because God is the same yesterday and today and forever. That's what we believe. Like Apostle Paul, 
he said, we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. See? Because in hope, we can pray. In faith, we can praise. And in love, we can dwell in the presence of God. Even that is three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. In capacity of ourselves. American theologian named Reinhold Nevers pray. He will pray this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. See? Knowing and accept what we can or we cannot is the key of being in serenity. Do you pray you to accept God's answer? Or do you pray God to accept your prayers? Who knows better, you or God? Who has dominion over all your trouble, your storm and your calamities? You or God? The three days in the belly of fish was a turning point for Jonah. So he said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. In Hebrew, it means more of a, I was kicked out of the presence of God. I, am, I was driven away from the presence of God. Being removed from one place to another. That's what it means. Jonah himself, since thinking about himself being banished, being kicked out of God's presence. Because he considered himself, he considered himself a sinner who cannot be in the presence of God. Remember, every character in the Bible, the beginning of recovery, beginning of healing, beginning of a change is acknowledging myself, I am a sinner, I am sick. Lord, I need you. When we confess that, it is the confession. I need you, God. When Jesus was having dinner with the tax collectors, people criticized him and said, why does he eat with the tax collectors, sinners? They're bad people. They exploit their own people for Rome. But Jesus answered this. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. But who is not sick? Who is not broken? Why, we all. But these tax collectors, they confess, they acknowledge, yes, Lord, I am a sinner. I am I need healing. 
So Jesus went to them. But you know, Satan keeps lying to us. No, you're okay. You're a decent person. You're a decent citizen. You do, you know, you work hard. You don't do any sin. But our three days and three nights open our eyes to see who truly we are. So like Apostle Paul, such a blameless, such a perfect Christian, he said, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst Paul said, I am the worst. That is true conversion by true confession. I am the worst. In other words, because now Paul is really worst sinner. He does all the bad things. No, because he's, he knows he needs Jesus the most. Because when we come to the Lord, the bright, shining light, then we'll all discover, wow. But a lot of people turn, turn away, keep the distance from God, the light, the truth. Then we, are, we don't see all the stain, all the hang-ups, all the sin, how broken we are. That's why many Christians, they keep distance from the Lord, from the light. And they don't confess. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, you know. There's no conversion. There's no salvation then. Do you, do we need Jesus the most? And Jonah said, The engulfing waters were at my throat. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. Jonah was not just in fear of drowning in the belly of fish. But he fears his eternal death, eternal separation, separation from God and his presence because people of Israel believe that because when God created us, God breathed his breath into our nostril, right? So God make us breathe. So when we breathe in, breath, breath out, Breathe out, we, we breath the breath of God. So, so some other translation says, the engulfing water were at my life, because the throat means life, with, which was sustained by God's breath. That's why it's not just simple death from suffocate, but eternal death. What are the engulfing water at your throat? What can kill your life from God? Disconnecting from God. What make you depressed? What stop you being joyful? Can be our deteriorating health. Can be our financial trouble. It can be our family matters. It can be our grief. It can be our career in crisis. Then we have to 
be sensitive of our when these calamities come upon us. It's not just problem issues we can handle, we must handle, but those problems may disconnect us from God. So Jonah prayed, those who cling to the worthless idol turn away from God's love for them. He confessed he had been clinging to worthless idols and turned away from God. What is the difference between idols and God? Why do people worship idols? Their money, their whatever, their priorities, their career, their savings, whatever, their power, position. Why people worship idols? Because idols are about me. Idols for me, so we worship idols. To fulfill my desires. But when people don't get what they want from their idol, then they deserve their idols without hesitation. Idols, idolatry, worshiping idol, because it's for me, so it creates endless wars, competition, and there's no peace. And of course, there's no gratitude. There's no thankful heart in worshiping idols. But why do we worship God? Because of God. We worship God because of God. All about God. It's not about me, right? We worship God for His justice and righteousness flow like a river for all people. So there's no war, there's no competition. In worshiping God, and there is a peace. Shalom. Shalom means everybody being filled. Nobody go hungry. That's what shalom, you know, greeting of Jewish people greeting shalom, peace. That's when everybody filled. Then there's no war, there's no competition, but there is gratitude. But you know what? It is sad. Sometimes we treat our God as idols by expecting God to fulfill my desires, my selfish desires. So Jonah praised God and said, But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. When, jo- when Jonah returned to God, he could shout the grateful praise and sacrifice to God. And he, he vowed to repay to God in the belly of the fish. We still have to remember all these praise and God in the prayer of Jonah still in three days and three nights and in the belly of the fish. But God changed Jonah. Praise, of course, from gratitude in our hearts. And sacrifice is our action of our gratitude. So living sacrifice means we repay. We're all debtors. So we repay God by loving others, feeding the hunger, and take care of other people. Jonah finally professed 
salvation comes from the Lord. This is the assurance of salvation. Not in his glory of success, but in the darkness without hope. He can say that because God himself is the salvation. Do you know the song called Better is One Day by Matt Redman? It's a contemporary song. And the words coming came from the Psalm 87. It says, Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tent of the wicked. My friends, my sisters and brothers in Christ, God answered you. Whatever you're asking now, whatever you desire now, God answered you. And what do you pray? Are you praying? Are you praying? And where do you want to pray? Where do we want to pray? In the presence of God or in the presence of the wicked? In the belly of the fish, in absolute incapacity, or in our, our high moment, in our success, in our good health and money, lots of money, where do you want to pray to God? Here one day in his court, it's not about the length of time in a certain location. One day means the time of God. In the time of God. We live in the time of God. It is not limited time, chronos. People outside the faith, outside the church, without faith, without salvation, people think they're living on chronos. They're stuck in where they are. They can go back or they can go forward, future. They're living chronos. But we're living in Kairos, we call the time without limit, without dimension. Because God is without limit, without dimension. So God can visit us anytime. That's why we call sacrament, Holy Communion, the baptism. It's not I do it, it's God doing it. And Jesus doing it, the Holy Sacrament. Holy Communion and the Baptism. Because God can make a presence. So we can find omnipresence God anywhere we pray and praise Him. And we can shout it out. The salvation comes from the Lord. Anywhere, anytime. Amen.